And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We would like to celebrate our friends and supporters over at isotope.com. Find makers of audio software for repair, mixing, and mastering. You know their goods. RX-10, Neutron 4, Ozone 11, Nectar 4. Chris and I love them. We use them. And we know you'll love them too. Go to isotope.com and check it all out. And to get your discount, use code FRET10 at checkout. Again, it's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Please enjoy your day. Maddie, Sam, hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's a holiday in the United States, and I'm assuming that you may not be in the United States. We're not in the United States, but we are very close. Okay. Do you feel this uh, Memorial Day holiday up there? For you sure. can hear it. It's all yeah, along with Memorial Day holiday. It's also like the Detroit Electronic Music Festival. Oh my gosh! Um, and we can definitely hear that outside. It's like unt, 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 <laughs> okay. Unt, unt. Without asking, I'm gonna guess you're in Windsor. That's right. That's all true. All right. What are you doing in Windsor? Um, we've been here for a couple of years now. Like we started the band in Toronto, lived in Toronto forever. Um. But at the we had talked about maybe trying to live somewhere else before when we were touring like pre-pandemic because it was just like I don't know we're both kind of homebodies mm-hmm. um, so it like we were on tour paying a lot of rent and then coming home and just wanting to hang out in the house anyway yeah and then when the pandemic hit it was just like all right well let's try it now like if if not now then when you know what I mean yeah yeah. I am truly curious. What's Windsor like? I'm only at the border in the middle of the night. That has been my history with Windsor. I grew up here, so oh, okay. I obviously have had like a little bit of a complicated relationship with Windsor, um, especially as like a little angsty teen and mm-hmm. early twenties person. But I think that 
we've both kind of come around on it recently. Yeah. Like there was a lot of time where we spent like, uh, we'll move back to Toronto eventually or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've just found like a really great community here and a lot of like very kind people and people who, who want to support music and, and want to be a part of that. And it's like, it's nice to feel a little cozier and, and smaller. Yeah. yeah. And do you, um, not that Windsor is cultureless, I'm not uh, at all suggesting that, but do you use Detroit, <laughs> do you use Detroit as your sort of cultural resource? Do you go to shows down there, et cetera? Yeah, definitely. Like a lot of people will skip Windsor um, mm-hmm. on tour. So we see more shows in Detroit than Windsor, that's for sure. Yeah, that is something I think should change though, because... It, Windsor and Detroit, like the scenes don't really have much of a crossover, mm-hmm. which is an unfortunate thing. But like if you're a touring band and you're playing Detroit, you can drive 10 yeah. minutes to Windsor and play to an entirely different, a different crowd. Group of people. Yeah. And there's a guy, um, Jesse, who does uh, a promotion thing called City of Waste mm-hmm. um, that's doing like punk and hardcore stuff here. Oh. That does a great job. He's very cool. So okay. people should be, if, if you're trying to play Detroit and you want to come to Windsor, hit me up and I will point you in the right direction. That's great. That's really good news for the touring peoples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, congratulations on this new record. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's, it's great. It's called Velveteen and it's out on Take This to Heart Records. This record is an extremely satisfying guitar pop record there's a hook on around every corner thanks to you too um, and and the lyrically it's i'll let you tell me but it seems um truly expressing the power of love obviously i'm not a lyricist but um you know whether that be good or bad and um i want to talk about that and the vehicle a children's book that you use to express that but first i am really curious uh without without talking about our age especially mine um (laughs) you know you you get these comparisons of the weezers and a lot of the really big successful early aughts pop rock bands i guess and i though i believe you know that that makes sense i think the energy that you put out feels like this this really subgenre of garage pop that was pretty popular in the mid 90s especially in the northwest with like the posies and um, yeah cool but it, i think that's like i i don't want to diss weezer but I, I just they don't have that sort of sparkly energy as these garage pop bands have there's a label called pop llama with a bunch of great bands on it anyways i i'm curious why you're attracted to this sort of guitar pop you know i think that there's like People often go for like, like you said, like the big '90s. Like you know, we get Veruca Salt a lot, sure, which yeah. I personally don't really understand. <laughs> yeah, but we I don't get, either. Uh, Weezer pretty often, you know, that kind of stuff. And I think the reason for that is kind of like after that sort of boom and a little bit of the early 2000s. There's like a long time where this kind of like big guitar music with someone who isn't a man singing. Mm-hmm. is pretty sparse yeah you know you, like you don't really see very much of it yeah like, there's like a handful of bands that are like guitar pop bands like like even when pop punk was 
was huge. Mm-hmm. It's like Paramore is was the only band really that wasn't all men. Um, yeah. So I feel like people don't have like many references for like pop rock with a non-man singing. Um, but we love guitars mm-hmm. and we love pop music. <laughs> so I feel like it's like a combination of not necessarily like pop punk, but like punk influences, but also like a lot of pop music. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like I do I do love a lot of that the big nineties stuff, like, you know, Lemonheads, Teenage Fan Club is one of my faves. I do love Weezer so much and that like really shaped the way that I play guitar. Right. But we also love like a lot of a lot of like capital P pop music mm-hmm. and like yeah. contemporary stuff and whatever. And I think we're always trying to like blend that in a little bit. Yeah. I hear that for yeah. sure. Again, you know, people are talking about these gigantic radio friendly bands. And I think that Pony has more, more than that, more energy than well, that, thank you. more to offer. I, I think I see like a third eye blind more than I ever see a Weezer oh, or something like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. I want to throw something at you that I uh, was thinking about uh, with a couple of your guitar intros. I hear the Colt. Somebody said that to me this week too. And really? I, have, yeah. I don't think I've ever listened to the cult. Riffage. What cool. song are you talking about? Uh, that song would be. Um... TJ. Oh, TJ. That's the same. The same song was TJ. brought up to me when we played in Ottawa. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to do the cure uh-huh. on that intro. And I think it accidentally came out uh, Foo Fighters. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> to me, that song is like that's that's so Foo Fighters. Right, it's like Learn to Fly or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, this is fun. And I feel like maybe there's some some crossover. Like maybe the cult is hitting somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, between those two or something. Well, either way, I love it. If you got anything on your sleeve or you don't, it's great. Um. Tell me a little bit about this uh, children's book, The Velveteen Rabbit, and how that slid into your expression, if you will. So I um, really struggle with sleeping just in general my whole life. I've just been like a nighttime worrier. Um, and so. <laughs> Not to be confused with a nighttime warrior. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm doing a lot more worrying in the night, but uh, so we listen to like a podcast that's like designed to help you sleep, but I'm also very like picky and I never wanted to listen to like half a story because I was like, if I'm going to be up all night, I want to listen to a full story. Yeah. So I was listening to Velveteen Rabbit like every night for almost a year and um I just like became obsessed with it. I had so many questions and I was always like waking up being like, Maddie, like, what is this? What do you think? What, how do you like feel about what this part of the story? Horse? Or like, what does this mean? And I just became like consumed with this story of this rabbit who like is desperate for love and desperate to feel real and whole and like fulfilled. But he like, people just keep telling him like nah you're never gonna be that and then he then comes to terms with it and he's like i'm so cool i'm great just the way i am like i i am real i am as real as can be and then they're like actually no we're gonna put you in a garbage bag and burn you (laughs) and then a fairy appears and like 
turns him into an actual rabbit. So I was just, it's like, I, I, I didn't know how to interpret this story because it was just so confusing to me. But it also like made me cry and feel like so deeply. And so none of the songs on the record are truly influenced by this story, but I mm -hmm. feel like we were in our Velveteen era. Like r when we wrote this record, we were like, I guess like a lot of the stories that we do tell on the record kind of relate back to this feeling of like longing to feel accepted and like searching for authenticity within yourself mm -hmm. and like being fully realized by allowing yourself to be loved so fully. So it all kind of came together. It sure did. Yeah, you start to see the themes of like self-actualization and yeah. whatever. Maddie, did you, were you listening also? to this story or uh yeah but crying? i usually fell asleep way earlier on yeah, okay <laughs> i'm a i'm not a falling asleep having trouble falling asleep person i'm a having trouble staying asleep person i am too i'm a, also a sleep warrior it's I'll, hard I, I wake up and the first thing i think about is like within seconds i'm just like oh that thing that's stressing me out immediately totally and then i'm up mm -hmm. for hours yeah and then when you like wake up proper in the morning you're like what was i worrying about last night again isn't that weird <laughs> It's like, so it'll be weird. okay ish. But in the middle of the night, you're like, it's all over. Yeah. It's completely over. <laughs> um, well, I'd like to play uh, Did It Again. Let's yeah. do it. All right, here it goes.
That's a hot number. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, I want to uh, hear a little bit more about how you collaborate and maybe musical background and your process behind uh, making this record. Yeah. So I am originally a musical theater person. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school and studied musical theater and I thought I was going to be a huge star. <laughs> and when I graduated, I was like, oh, I am a horrible dancer. Like I cannot <laughs> be in musicals. This is insanity. <laughs> but when I was in college, we had um, an improv class where it was like improv musicals. And I was the only person in my group who could play an instrument. So I was like, I'll write all the music. And then you guys just like do the script, mm-hmm. like improv the script. But I wrote all the songs and I was, I was like, oh, my God, this was so easy. All right. I wrote like all these songs. <laughs> so then I just like kind of got into songwriting and had been writing uh, by myself for a while, collaborating with some other people. But uh, it wasn't until like Maddie and I started collaborating together that I think like we found like the true pony sound. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been playing together? Since 2018. I was originally like a bass player fill-in at one point. And then we were in the studio making TV Baby and the guitar player quit. And suddenly we needed a guitar player and I was that was it. But Maddie's my favorite guitar player, so I was like so happy that that all that happened because like Maddie is such a good guitar player and writes beautiful melodies on guitar, but also is like a good songwriter. So it was like amazing to be able to like have someone to bounce ideas off of because I know if Maddie's like thinks it's a good idea, then it's probably a good idea. That's a great collaborator to have around. I just want to serve the song. I think the song Sam writes are so good. So it's like, I'm just always looking for where I can fit in and, and improve it rather than trying to, you know, flex and show off or whatever. Right. Which seems to be a problem. Can you do um, two records next time? One where you fully flex and show off and then you do the <laughs> other one. <laughs> you put them both out. We'll see what one. One with your like muscle more. on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you so how did how do you collaborate? Do you, it sounds like um Sam you you sort of lay down the entire song. Yeah, I will write like before I would write kind of just like a scratch track guitar and vocals and then we would like fill in the blanks with the whole band. Mm-hmm. But then um, I got more into production and just like making songs like more of like a realized demo. Mm-hmm. So I will do that. I will write like different parts and whatever, but I'll still leave a lot of room because I know that the songs, I want to leave room for Maddie to be able to like f- properly assess what needs to be added or, or even taken away and whatnot. So yeah. I'll I'll write like a demo, which usually sounds pretty different different. yeah Yeah. because i've gotten into just writing on like synth instead of guitar because it's just kind of more convenient um yeah and then we add guitars in after which is completely different from how i was writing before where i was writing everything on guitar and then adding everything else in after but i'll write the song and then maddie will revise it i guess yeah usually start like sam comes with a demo 
and then I'll sit with it for a little while and and take things out, add things, whatever, and then we come at it together, together. and sit down and be like, what should the vibe be for the song? What are we going for? What does it mm-hmm. need? What does it not need? And we'll do like a a second round of demos that are a lot closer to, to what, what actually it. ends up on the record. Yeah. All right. And then do you do this in your own studio or did you do Velveteen at home and in a proper studio or it was a, a bit of a, a mix bit of both. Of yeah both. we fully demoed every song on the record and then um when we went to the studio we recorded at union sound in toronto with alex gamble mm-hmm. we we kept some of the elements of the demos but we also added like a ton of other stuff so yeah and a few songs we were recording harmonies at home and doing some little extra stuff here and there all right well it yielded uh fantastic record thank you so thank much. you so much do you have plans or have you been touring we just finished a little tour yesterday we played our our last show in detroit and then we're going on tour again in july um with a band called steady hands mm-hmm. and then we're hoping to like get to tour this record a lot because we didn't really get to tour our first record due to the unprecedented events yeah the unprecedented <laughs> events yes uh and what's your instrumentation when you're when you're out there presenting the songs we are four piece so maddie and i both play guitar then we have a bass player and a drummer dan and christian who they live uh in new york um a long distance relationship but we we aren't trying to be too precious about making our live show sound exactly like the record because we can't really afford that it's also not really like what i look for in live music you know like I agree. It's I, it's more and more common to see people playing to tracks and whatever, and that's that's fine that's if that's fine, what you want. But, but like, it adds so many layers to it. Like, at a certain point, you're having to play to a click track, and then there's, you know, there's no room for any wiggling whatsoever. Not mm-hmm. that we're like the Grateful Dead or whatever, like, yeah, doing 14 minute versions of the song. But like, but I, we, I like the gamble. I like the risk. Yeah, and we like to have like our live show. It's different from the record. It's the same songs, but it's there's more energy and like mm-hmm. like not every note is going to sound perfect and like I'm not going to always sing perfectly because I want to be putting on the best show. Yeah, yeah, performance. And perform and and give the people a reason to come and see us live because if they wanted to just hear the the record, they could just listen to it at home. They could listen to it right. perfectly at home. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's been to our benefit too because it's like you know, in in the past year we've toured with fucked up we toured with military gun and ms paint mm. uh we just toured with super heaven and and we've done some other shows with with bands that, that are not like punk hardcore realm and i feel like we fit pretty easily into both just because it's like yeah you know, it's like the, the classic live band arrangement mm-hmm. right uh do you like touring Oh, mm-hmm. it, it's the best. We love it. It's our favorite thing ever. And we don't we're not doing that Michael Jackson thing, you know. <laughs> we we actually we actually do love it. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good to hear. Uh well, uh one last thing I wanted to ask you about is I understand you have a podcast. I just learned this this morning. Tell me about this. Yeah, so we started a podcast a guess a couple years ago now um we had been wanting to do a podcast for a while but we were like uh we have nothing of um value to contribute to society um (laughs) 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 
But then we, <laughs> the pandemic hit and I was like, this is going to be bad because we're just not going to do anything. And like, we're, there's no, we don't have any motivation to write or continue to grow as songwriters or musicians. So we decided to challenge ourselves to write each write a song every week and then do a podcast about it. The songs were loosely based off of television shows that we were oh. watching. We were going through a list of the top 100 television shows of the century, mm-hmm. The Ringer. Um, and it was so rewarding because we wrote so many songs and some of them were so bad, but it was like <laughs> an incredible way to to demystify the songwriting process and like it made us kind of like immune to uh, feeling like shit about writing a bad song. Yeah, I right. think it can be so easy to like, you know, you sit down and you want to write something and the first thing you try doesn't hit and you're like, fuck, I, I suck, I yeah. can't do this, you I'm know. I'm done. Whereas yeah. <laughs> now it's like, I, I feel like we're invincible now. <laughs> like we're just immune to the effects of that and it's like, yeah, maybe maybe this song isn't what I was hoping for, but like we can cannibalize a part of that and turn it into something else later, which is something that we did on the record. Um, or just laugh about it. Or like, just laugh yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, this week I wrote the world's stupidest song. Here it is. Right. Yeah, and then at the end, like when it came time to make the record, we had a lot of stuff, a lot of material that we'd been working on, and and like we were sharp you know like we because we stayed writing it was like it just felt natural and easy and like kind of low pressure wow i've never heard so much positive energy come from a podcast see the power of podcasts power of podcasts yeah if you if you do the uh the most high effort difficult (laughs) podcast (laughs) and force yourself to do it every week you might have a positive outcome from that. Wow. Even though I definitely spent many weeks feeling absolutely oh, fucking it was, tortured. It was by torturous it. sometimes because we were like, we for a good chunk of time we never missed a week and we were yeah. just like we we're like, I gotta wake up early today and finish my song for the people. <laughs> yeah. Uh what's it called? I don't think we even know the name of your podcast. Oh, it's called Too Much TV. All right. Which we are still doing, but we're not really writing songs like that anymore just because yeah. it's like there that we're working again we're touring again it's yeah tough but we talk about tv mostly now and yeah that's good a little you could switch it up a little bit while you're on tour i have to do exactly. the same thing all right well hey congrats again on the record great to talk to you yeah thank you so yeah, much thank you i hope to see you down the road i hope to see you in windsor at a show that i'm totally. playing yeah. hell yeah hit me up i will all right, well, take care of yourselves and uh, travel safe. Yes, you, you as well. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.